I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. Hey there, are you ready to elevate your personal brand or company? Meet Viral Growth, your one-stop shop for video content and audience building. Imagine growing your brand organically on social media without the hassle of editing videos for hours. With Viral Growth, it's a breeze. They handle the brainstorming, scripting, and editing while you simply just hit record. And don't worry about your niche. They cater to everyone, from business and marketing to health and wellness. Are you ready to make waves in the social media realm? Visit viralgrowth.io and use code ADWEEK, that's A-D-W-E-E-K, all lowercase, and get 10% off your plan. Hello, everybody. Welcome back. We are officially back for season two. Get excited. Or if you're new here, welcome to Young Influentials, the podcast where, you know what, our motto here is just chaos, having fun, and we're going to talk about business and advertising and marketing and all that jazz. Today, I'm so excited because we have Duolingo, the language learning app's global social media editor, Zaria Parvez here, and you all, it's pure chaos. We have fun. She walks us through Duolingo's TikTok strategy, what Teolingo is doing, and just a whole bunch of other chaotic things. Um, So if you want to learn more about Duolingo, social media, what it takes to create a cool social media strategy and all that, you've come to the right place. So grab a snack and let's get into this amazing episode. And everybody, welcome back. We are back in the business. We are back. And you all, this doesn't even feel like an actual business interview. I have one of my dear, dear friends, um, Zaria, is here. Zaria, welcome to the show. Thank you. Thank you. I'm excited to be here and chat with you today. We are so, uh, we're so happy to have you on Young Influentials and kicking us off with our call of the new season called The Return Back. I don't know. We took a break. We were tired. Um, it is officially... <laughs> The fall-ish season, we are ready. But sorry, before we jump into anything, um, we always ask all of our guests what the term young influential means to them. So what does that mean to you? Uh, that's a great question. And um, let me think about that for a second. Um, okay. Ah, I think it's such, like a, such a powerful thing. Um, I, would, I, I think it means taking up space as a young person. If that makes sense, taking up space maybe were like areas you're not traditionally supposed to be taking up space or quote unquote supposed to be taking up space. Ooh, come on. We haven't heard that one yet. All right. Okay. <laughs> what What else were the other ones? Like, I, I want to know if I'm on the same. No, <laughs> no, other people have been. I can't, I can't, I'm trying to think. I can't really remember all. A lot of people were like, oh, it's somebody who's making change. <laughs> like they've been all just like. The very okay. typical, like, change maker, influencer. Um, some people have been like, age doesn't define, like, whatever, which is true. Like, you can be whatever. Um, before we go down that rabbit hole, <laughs> uh, let's get back on. Let's get back up in the garden. Yes. Um, <laughs> it's been five seconds, and we're already we're, like, let's go down another <laughs> I'm like, hey, guys, let's, let's actually not talk about that. But before we get into Duolingo and all that, can you explain what your role is there and what you do? Yeah. So I'm the social media manager at Duolingo, which essentially means like I'm in charge of like all of our content and the stuff that goes out in the world from our Instagram, Twitter, um, Facebook, kind of, but we're kind of like weaning off of Facebook. <laughs> and then, of course, our TikTok. 
Um, so I do a lot of on the groundwork of like making content, doing brand collabs, also like scheduling the content, kind of like just the day to day of what it means to be a social media manager. Uh, and it's interesting doing it at Duo because Duolingo is a tech first brand. So it's a little bit different than working at like an agency where like marketing is kind of the shining glory of the company. Oh, that's so cool. So did you study social in school or like how did you get introduced into the social realm? Yeah, so I actually did. Well, kind of. I started my degree in pre-med, which is a joke <laughs> looking back at it because just no. Like, and it's funny because you look at Duo's TikTok and think that girl's supposed to be a doctor. It just it's doesn't. The Venn diagram does not intersect. <laughs> yeah, it does not make sense. Um, but quickly, I realized that. And I actually studied advertising. So pretty traditional in that sense. I focused on like media planning and brand strategy, but I never really had like this North Star goal of social throughout college until I hit like my senior year when I started thinking about jobs. And it just felt like the mix that I've of media planning and brand strategy that I've already been doing. And I think I cared more about where I worked mm. than what I did at the time when I was applying for jobs. And so Duo was more of like a North Star company for me. And it was more of like, I'll do anything to be on marketing there. Give me any role. I just really want to work here because I believe in this company. Uh, and then social fit, fell into my lap and then I ended up loving it. So that's kind of my journey that's so cool i feel like what what's so funny is like i feel like a lot of people so far have been like yeah i started off pre-med or i started off in finance and then realized which i feel like a lot of people don't ever mention that part of the story that everybody always just does like the highlight reward. it's like oh yeah i had this internship and then that led to that and then now i'm here in the c-suite but it's like that's not how anybody's journey really is like we all started doing something <laughs> go go for it go for it no, I said, do you want to know a funny story? No, please um, tell That us. I totally cut out of this that I should tell you. <laughs> so my, my dad's dream was to have one of his three kids be a doctor. That's all he wanted. My brother um, became an engineer, boo-hoo, <laughs> like whatever, same high beep-boop stuff. My sister went into finance, like, oh, no. But then for me, they're like, she, she will be the doctor. And obviously did not happen. Um, but when I told my dad, when I told my dad I was dropping, dropping out of pre-med, I was like, I'm going to tell him in a public place. So I was like, I'm going to go to, when we're going to go to Costco together, I'm going to tell him in the Costco parking lot. So like, he can't be upset. There's people around me, you know, like you think like, whatever, yeah. like, it'll be fine. Homie left me in the Costco parking lot and said, find your own way are home. you serious and it's like <clears throat> really because he was so sad he was like all i want is my daughter to be a doctor and i was like so and it's like an immigrant parent thing i'm like it's fine like you'll get over it uber exists i have a lift code like it's fine i'll find my way home like we're in the suburbs it's fine but it's like it's crazy though because i was coming from that background which i think like made me just work 10 times harder because i was like holy crap like i need to like not only make myself proud and do well, but I have my parents to make proud. And it's a very common like first gen immigrant mindset that I, it's interesting because I don't really see that many first gen immigrant kids in social media. Like a lot of it tends to be white women. So it's funny coming from that background of just like pure intensity and everyone's like, why are you so intense? I like, don't <laughs> understand. Like I was left in a hospital parking lot. But Wait, that's, that's so funny because uh, like, I feel like a lot of us like, coming like or like oh our parents wanted us to be whatever like I know I was really into wild thornberries growing up and so I was like I'm gonna be a veterinarian I'm gonna sell to animals and like did not happen and then I went through a phase where I wanted to be a plastic surgeon because like I was obsessed like I would like wow yeah like exactly do that and like I would do procedures on my stuffed animals, <laughs> like no lie. Like I would use Elmer's glue as like as the um, whatever the like collagen or whatever to like give them like like I was like full on like doing that type of stuff. And then yeah, like gives <laughs> like my Buzz Lightyear like a chin shaved down. Like it was like a whole thing. And I feel like our parents are just like oh yeah that. yeah yeah like. We got we got somebody going to medical school and then I'm just like just kidding reality TV hit the hills all that I was like that I want to be in that industry and so I just always feel it's interesting where we're right. like we have this thing where it's like oh dang we left our parents down but it's our life and we know we can make it because everybody's career doesn't like stuff doesn't start coming at all like kind of starts especially when you're in media and social like 
it's not all just like a constant uphill. Like you have that season where you're oh, yeah. struggling and trying to figure it out. And a lot of us don't want to deal with that. We see like other influencers, celebs and like, oh, they just like popped up here. And no, nobody just pops up. Like you're now seeing them pop up, but it's like a stroke. And I feel like a lot of people these days, like don't want to go through that season of like, oh, your parents are upset at you or whatever. They just like, oh, I want to make everybody happy and do this. I'll stay right. here. And then they end up in a career they hate for like 20 plus years and then change it last minute but it's like you know what's best for you at the end of the day right there's yeah there's a lot of empowerment in taking ownership of like what you know you are meant for and I think that was the hardest step for me was to be like no I'm not going to do this even though if this means there's going to be a period in my life where maybe my dad will not be the happiest with me or Maybe I'm going to be like on my own for a little bit and figuring it out. But I feel like if you, this sounds so cheesy. <laughs> like, but if you believe in yourself, there's nothing you can't do. Um, but truly, like, and I was like, I'm going to just work my butt off and we'll see where that goes. And I think honestly, like hard work, talent is amazing, but nothing compares to hard work, like tenacity and just going for it. I think, well, I think anyone who works hard will get somewhere at least even like a little bit of success in their life. Yeah, and I feel... At the very least. I don't know what I'm saying. No, you, you're making sense because I feel like a lot of times like people are like, oh, like either they are scared to try or they'll like hear the stories of people like who are saying like, oh yeah, I just struggled for like five, ten years living in my car and then finally I, I got my gig. But a lot of people don't like that middle part of the story. They just want to do something easy if they're so they'll be like oh I want to be an actor but science comes to me and I know I can get a job like that and stuff but I feel like there's nothing wrong with going there but I feel like there it is empowering when you're like you know what no I'm gonna do this like and then I'm gonna grind till I get whatever it's gonna take me longer but I know at the end of the day that's what's gonna fulfill me and sustain me more than like just doing something because it's easy to me or my parents will be pleased and whatever whatever exactly and I think for me like even if you look at Duolingo's TikTok and how we became what we are like Something that I think about myself that helped us get to that point was like, I wasn't really scared of failure. Like, I was like, if I fall flat on my face or if my boss gets mad at me or if something happens, like, that's fine. Like, this is part of, this is like another moment in my life where I'm learning and just trying to figure it out. And I feel like that small, like, little, like, that is like the key to the puzzle is like, you mm-hmm. cannot be scared of failure. And then, like, the possibilities are limitless. And if you're scared of failure, I think you're already like counting yourself out of like making impact and making change. And dare I say it, being a young oh, come on that tie-in but no that's so true like i feel like everybody's <laughs> a lot of times we're scared to fail we're scared to whatever but is it but it, the question is like is it failure or is it redirection like i feel like everything does happen for a reason so if you tried breaking off into a certain career or whatever in it or you try to find a business and it didn't work or felt like there's still something in that thing that you created that serves as a lesson to help you prepare for the next chapter and i feel like Everything that we do, whether it succeeds or fails, there's something in there that we use for the next season, the next level. So it's like you're really not feeling it. Really, it's just lessons you're learning along the way to prepare you for what you're actually supposed to be doing. So I feel like if we take from that mindset and that outlook versus it's like, oh, totally. I didn't like get the in, I didn't get the internship I wanted. So my failure at going into editorial or I didn't get the uh, internship for the social manager manager at that uh digital company that I wanted like I'm just not supposed to go into it's like no that's part of the process you have to just keep going and stuff doesn't stuff's not always going to come like that right away totally and I think like for me also like yeah I think tuning out the voices of other people is probably one of the most important things as well especially when you're getting new jobs and you're applying for things because everything that everyone loves and is like, this is the best place ever. This is the best company to work for the best brand or the best position you can have. Like at the end of the day, you are living that life. You are going to be the one who's there. And if you're not happy, like, what's the point? Like all these people are going to keep talking crap or talking good things or talking, talking, but like it is your life. And like, for me, that was something I had to come to terms with as well. When I was choosing to go brand side versus working at an agency. And it was like, what do I actually want? Even though maybe these agencies like seem so like perfect. And for some people they are perfect, but for me, it was just, wasn't it. And I think having that moment where I had to be like, I'm going to work for a brand. And at the time duo was not TikTok famous. It was not big on social. It was just like another, honestly, like a random company <laughs> in Pittsburgh. Like it wasn't some hot and sexy thing that everyone was talking about. 
you know, and like love them now. And I like, and I think, but when I was there and the interview process and everything about it felt so right. And like, this was my place. And I think because I was at my place, I was able to make it what it is now because I already knew that like I can be comfortable and be myself and do good work here. And I'm not doing this for anyone else. Therefore that led me up to the success of like where Duolingo's TikTok is now, because like I was already comfortable in that position and was able to just elevate what I knew I was already good at. And I feel like that, like what you're basically exemplifying is the whole thing where it's like, you see the potential in something in the future of something. A lot of us get stuck in like what's physically in front of us. Like, Oh, like, I'm struggling now or this isn't working out or the company's not looking like what I want to do. It's like, you have the power to change like your role and make and like see past like what it is now. Like you have to start somewhere and it's not going to be like you said, this whole vision that you have like a viral brand or a viral whatever at the moment that you start, like you have to come in there and be willing to like, you know what, like we're going to start from the bottom. We're going to build from the ground up and move towards that goal that I want like it's Rome's not built in a day Beyonce's album didn't get made overnight like you have to take the time and put the work towards it oh yeah and like even like like going back to our TikTok what a lot of people don't know is we actually had like a TikTok like campaign or whatever like that we worked with like this agency and we created viral not viral we came they were not viral we created videos that were like they were like fine and they were just like eh and then we like went at it after like we took a six month break noticed it wasn't working and then rehashed it and like got up again and then figured it out and then the second time we struck gold and i think that's part of it like people are like oh you just posted a video and you went viral and that's it and it's like no i've been working on this for two years <laughs> and like that's just the process of it but yeah here we are but to backtrack a little bit can you explain to those who aren't familiar with duolingo yes. like what what the app is and like what like what is it Yeah. So Duolingo is a language learning app with the mission to make education accessible. Um, And as you noticed, it's education. So it's all types of education. So that includes, we have a math app that we're launching. So for kids wanting, or kids or anyone really wanting to learn math and making math seem more or less, you know, just more (laughs) like I can do this. Um, That's a big, that's our mission is making math less. Um, And then also we have like, we have Duolingo ABC, which is like for kids to like learn to read. We have the Duolingo English test, which is like our competitor to the TOEFL, which just makes anyone who's trying to test for their English proficiency can do it for way cheaper than other competitors and just easier to be from home. And you don't have to go through all these like 10 steps and layers. And again, this is all for making education accessible. So that's why this brand was so exciting for me when I like wanted, when I was applying to jobs, like I didn't even really care how strong their marketing was. And it, Lo and behold, it actually was a pretty strong team. I just had no idea. <laughs> but I just wanted to be at a brand where I felt like I was using like my advertising skills and the, the mindset and the strategy and all that things we've learned in school like for good. So that's that's what Duolingo is. And what I really like about you guys is like it's so true. You make language and learning not just fun, but like you said, accessible. Like I remember when I first heard of the app and I was like, uh, like I could branch on to come try lingual. Let me try learning French next and how you guys have like Klingon and like all these other like just how it's expanded over the years right. and just seeing how you guys have grown in that department it's so funny I was actually out at a friend's birthday um last week and her friend was like you guys nobody called the Uber yet I can't go anywhere I need to do my Duolingo lesson <laughs> she literally had to stop oh everything we could not leave the restaurant until she finished her lesson she's like I just need five minutes <laughs> And that's what I love, I love about that. it. It's like that you can do it. Exactly. And it's like you can do it wherever you are, like whether it's you're five, whether you're 10, 70, 23, whatever. And I just feel like you guys do such a good job of engaging the community, whether they're using the app or off the app. Like you guys, you can truly, you can see that community and people are at the center of everything you guys do. Yeah, absolutely. And and that's what makes our marketing team really awesome too, is that when it comes to creating content, like and people are like, how do you have so much freedom to do stuff? And it's like, well, like accessibility is making this seem that anyone can do it, which means like anyone on TikTok, anyone who's just viewing a video can learn a language. And a big part of like, as well as accessibility is like, we just love to have fun as a company. Like our whole mantra for like our whole TikTok strategy is like language learning is hard. So we're going to make it fun. And that really translates to like, down to yes our content but also how the teams are how like the broader teams are our content lessons like our sentences are never serious there's some serious ones obviously but there's like a lot of fun sentences as well 
just to make like it stick and make it not seem so unattainable. No, that's what like it's really funny because like you said, like uh, I love the podcast that you guys have and the other elements where it has like situations and stuff. <laughs> like there was one in French that I was learning was like this is it was like the crazy. It was like when you like going into like a cafe and like asking. No, not the restroom. I'm looking for like the type of bread. It was like something just like crazy or whatever. And I was just like, this is such an interesting situation. Right. But I, to this day, as you can see, I have not forgotten that part of the <laughs> part of the lesson. Yeah, exactly. And, I just and love it's the like characters too. Right. Yeah, there's so much fun to it, and it's it's crazy because like when I obviously haven't worked for another company, like this was my first job out of college. But when you go into the office, like our headquarters in Pittsburgh everyone is so passionate about like their specific niche of what they do on the app. And it's crazy. Like I did not know like a linguist could be this passionate about like why this one word is placed in this one lesson and this one position and what it makes you learn. And like, I think that's also why the company has been doing so well. It's like everyone there is genuinely like, we need to be here. We will not go anywhere else <laughs> until like we make education accessible. Um, so yeah, it's cool. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey there, podcast fam. Are you ready to break free from the social media rut? Hold on to your hatch because we've got just a thing for you. Meet Viral Growth, your one-stop shop for leveling up your online presence. Whether you're a personal brand or a company, they've got the tools and know-how to take you to the next level. With Viral Growth, forget about those endless hours of video editing. They handle everything from brainstorming to polishing your content so you can just focus on being awesome. And guess what? We're hooking you up with a sweet deal. Use code ADWEEK for 10% off when you sign up. Ready to take your social media game to the next level? Head on over to viralgrowth.io and let's turn those digital dreams into a reality. No, and like, speaking of like the strategy and stuff and just like really tying that in, your guys' social, do you, is there anything specific you guys do to like, I know we talked about a little bit with like the TikTok and stuff, but to make it engaging and stuff to all ages, like how do you all do that? I feel like you guys do a good job of, having certain things like for, like you said, like little kids and then like Gen Z and like parents. And I feel like you guys do a really good job of like yeah. balancing it where everybody feels like they're seen and heard, but not doing it in a way where it's just like a blanket thing where it's like, oh, one size fits all. So like, can you kind of break that down? Yeah. So something we really try to do for our social channels is each channel obviously has a target audience that I'm sure everyone knows, but we actually like make our content Toned for that audience. So the way we try to think about it is like TikTok is how you would talk to a friend. Instagram is probably how you talk to your mom and Facebook is how you talk to your grandma. <laughs> and that's kind of how we differentiate like what type of content we put on each channel. So even like, for example, like IG Reels is becoming the new thing. We might cross post a couple TikToks, but like only the wholesome ones that like you would show your mom. Like we're not showing like a Dua Lipa P video if that makes sense, that we that we have indeed posted on TikTok. But like, I think everyone knows, but like everyone knows that's a thing, right? Like everyone knows the audiences are different, but I think it might be also due to bandwidth. Like a lot of times people just cross post on all three and they're just called a day. But we've really tried to hone in that strategy of like, you know what? Like if you don't understand TikTok and you're like above the age of like, what, 35 and you just don't get it, like that's fine. Like our Instagram is meant for you. And that's how we kind of, navigate all of our different audiences because the app is so universally and like globally used as well so there's a lot of like global competence that needs to be there as well and like touching on like the global aspect of it like do you guys have 
different teams and stuff that kind of help tie in that like specific humor for like the different regions and stuff or like how does that work? Yeah, so we have social accounts in our main um, country, like our main markets. So we have like a German account, we have a Brazil account, we have a LATAM account, uh, China, India, and like the list goes on. I think right now Brazil is one of our strongest like accounts after like our main like US like English channel that I run. They do really cool stuff and like their TikTok is also starting to pop off. So keep your eye out for Duolingo Brazil because they're doing, they're just doing really cool things. You follow Portuguese. Let's go. (laughs) (laughs) You know it. Let me pop it off my little Portuguese that I'm learning on Duolingo currently. (laughs) Right. (laughs) No, that's so cool. And I feel like that's so interesting that you brought that up because I feel like a lot of brands and stuff, they feel like, oh, like, let's just like, we got to be on TikTok. We have to be on Instagram. We have to be here. Let's just do one video and just post everywhere. And I feel like it's important. They say, like, kind of know who your audience is on each platform and also be okay with, like, only focusing on TikTok or only focusing on Instagram or whatever. Like, if that's what your main audience is, I feel like a lot of times we get caught up and we hear, like, the next app or the next thing and we're like, oh, we got to be there. We got to be there. But it's like, do you know who you're talking to on there? Does your product actually serve for that medium? Is that what's going to best help you. And I feel like like, a lot of people aren't thinking that through like what you just said. And so I feel like that's so important to hone in on be like, you don't have to be everywhere, but know your audience and know who you're talking to and kind of then go where they are. Absolutely. And so I really, I, yeah, I feel like that's just (laughs) reaching like for the people in the back, (laughs) but (laughs) leading, (laughs) leading into our next thing, like um, with Gen Z and millennials, like are there any other like specific things that you all do to really hone in on like we all know like uh Dua loves Dua Lipa and all that stuff but are there different things that help you guys like kind of hone in on the different niches and like what I think you guys are just like always with the trend and just like just in the know with like what's going on in the culture so I know some people uh, like hire like Gen Z millennial based teams to come in to like help them know what's going on to get the stuff but I feel like you guys are just always in the know where it seems very organic. Like you guys don't hire people to help you keep up with like what's going on to relate to the audiences. Yeah. So I think one of the coolest things is like I myself am Gen Z and like I was given the chance to prove myself on our team. And now I'm like our social, like I started as a coordinator and now I'm our social media manager. And I think that is the the key, like hire the audience you're trying to talk to, which is like, sounds like a very duh moment. But what I mean by that is like not only hire them to like, do the menial tasks, but also like give them the keys to what you're like, you know, like where you can have the most impact and where like actually empower them to have an impact and be influential in whatever space it is. And I think brands shy away from that mainly because it's like, oh, they're young, like they're just out of college, they don't really know much. Like we want to like be careful of what they actually put out there. But I feel like what's awesome about Duo is that it was never about my age. It was more about like the work I brought forward and the talent I had. And because I proved myself with that talent and with that work, it was like a no brainer. Like, of course, you should be in charge of our social accounts. Like you showed us great work. You went through the same interview process as anyone else did who may even be like 10 years, 10 to you. And you have the like you can make that impact. And we hired you to run our socials. So run our socials. And I think that just that action of like empowerment, I think makes the biggest difference in creating great content because the entire time, like I felt supported by my team. I felt supported to give my opinions. I felt supportive to make content. I felt supported to hit post on content. And it was never like, it's never like, oh, there's going to be 20 layers of approval. We're going to edit this, fix this, which was more of like, I guess it's like not, it, it didn't feel like a power trip almost. Like I didn't feel like people had a power trip on me. It was more like genuine. Like if we're asking you to edit this, it's like to make it stronger and to make it better. While sometimes I feel like young talent can get stuck in these like feedback loops where it's like, does it really matter if like mm-hmm. it's a smiley emoji versus like a cowboy hat emoji? Or are you just trying to like enforce like I'm younger than you and like know your place? And I think that part of the culture has made it available like for us to make the take these risks and for me to be empowered. Um, so we've never actually hired like Gen Z consultants or done any of that um, because we hire Gen Z internally to do to speak to who we want them <laughs> to speak to. And I feel like you touched on such a good point. Like I feel like a lot of times like these companies will hire like younger talent, like in our age or whatever. And they'll be like, Oh, we want them to come in and do X, Y, and Z. And then, like you said, it's like millions of layers of approval. And they're like, Oh, I don't really get like, why are, what is that word? Like, why are we using that word? Whatever. And it's like, 
if you hired them to do the job, let them do the job because you obviously went through to make sure their qualifications matched yeah. up. They know their audience. They're part of the communities and they would never put you all in a position to be in a whatever by using a winky emoji or the cat crying emoji or whatever. So it's, they right. know what they're doing. But I feel like that's so true. Like the companies that I feel like we see throughout the most of the ones that they're like, okay, they fully let their team talk to the audience and know and fully trust them versus the ones that you can kind of tell where like, okay, you guys have like approval layers and this joke that you all thought was a joke actually does not make sense. That's not how it went down. <laughs> right. And I think the flip side of that is like, also, I had such a supportive team for when I failed. They were also there to like teach me what it means to fail and like what you can take from that and like what you can move forward with and like what like what skill sets you want to keep next to you for the next time you fail because failing is inevitable versus like empowering them to do this stuff. They mess up and you're like, you're mm-hmm. fired, you're done. Like, I don't think that's a solution to cultivating and empowering young talent. And that's why, again, like, that's why I love working at duos because I felt always empowered and I felt empowered to make mistakes. Like if I mess up, it's not the end of the line for me. It's not like she's done for, she's gone. It's like, all right, you made a mistake. Let's see what our learnings are and let's see how we prevent it next time. And that that's part of life. If we're here for your fail, like if we're here for your ups, we're also here for your downs. And I think finding that environment as young talent is very important and crucial to keep growing and to eventually become also a good leader yourself in your future career. No, that's so key because I feel like a lot of times that the like more senior levels would be like, uh, like they're always like, I'm so sick of working with the junior employees. Like they never, it's like, first of all, we all started at where they were at some point in our careers and somebody took a chance on right. us. So like, why are you so high and mighty that you're not willing to like cultivate and help groom this person to becoming, yeah. you take over your role whenever you leave or like empower them to take over whatever avenue. And I feel like a lot of times that, we'll get caught and be like, oh, like, I don't want to work with her. Like, she did that one mistake. And it's like, we're not our mistakes. Like, everybody messes up. And it's like, you have to give people the room and empower them, like you said, like, that it's okay to make mistakes, that they're going to grow from it. And that's all part of the process. Like, nobody knows everything all in one take. Like, you have to go through some stuff to learn the lessons and be like, you know what? That strategy or that tactic may not work right now. And it's okay. Like, I think, let's try this. And if this works, like, okay, we're going to go this route. But it's like, you can't just not let somebody do something. You're like, oh, they're too young or I'm older than them. So, like, they don't know what they're talking about. Like, you all can learn from each other. Like, let's not get on our high horse. (laughs) Right. And it's, and it's like, I always say, like, use doing this TikTok as a case study for that. Like, we didn't have a TikTok. They didn't, like, it wasn't even known as, like, really a company priority but like my boss is like, if you believe in it and you think you can do something with it, go for it. And like, we'll help you through it. And I think that's such a good representation of like what a good leader does. And I, I hope like I, as a plea for young talent, whoever's listening, <laughs> I hope more like senior talent can like help do that for, for the people entering the industry. Yeah, I feel like I'm really glad I'm starting to see a lot more of the change where people are like more taking up like younger talent that are like coming fresh out of school and like being like you know what it's okay you messed up and just really kind of giving them the the bandwidth and the leeway to be like you know what like you're not you're not going to know all this but I want to take you hand in hand and kind of show you the ropes and help groom you to that next level versus like I feel when a few when us like the first wave of us are like nope you're out of here you're done you're, log out for me log out put your password on the notepad exactly log out yeah <laughs> like, log out <laughs> Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> the trauma, the trauma of that. It's unfortunate. I know, right? It's crazy. And it's funny because it's like, I'm like, yeah, I know, right? But it's like, this has been my first job. And I'm like, I don't know if I'll ever leave. Like, this just feels like healthy and happy. Like, I'm just. You're like, we got free snacks. But, I'm not going anywhere. Yeah. I know, right? Exactly. I got me, you got me with that popcorn. <laughs> Dead. But speaking of popcorn and snacks, that leads me to events. Do you guys do any like cool events? <laughs> I love to eat snacks. Do you guys What's do any? <laughs> You're like, we actually weren't talking about that. That's not a good segue. <laughs> no, but like popcorn means movies, movies mean events. So do you guys do any like cool events and like stuff with creators or professionals who are looking to kind of learn from you what you guys are doing? Yeah. So our TikTok is actually like our whole strategy. I don't know if I'm whatever. I'm sharing this with everyone. Listen up. Um, (laughs) Our entire strategy was to make Duo a creator. 
because we initially started off like when we first ran our social for TikTok and it didn't do that great. It was just like what you'd expect from a language learning app. Like, this is how you say hello in Spanish. And it was like different other language creators just talking about how to say different words, which obviously didn't really have the impact that we now have. So our pivot was making Duo himself a creator. And that also gave us the allowance to experiment more with trends and like have this like mascot be this representation of this company to like just be a creator in the TikTok space. And a lot of that actually meant not like promoting anything. We never promote, we still never promote like our app being like download Duolingo or like with a promo code, <laughs> you can get 30, like none of that. Like that doesn't fly. And if anything feels like an ad, it's like done. Mm-hmm. Like we do not post it just because that's not who we are. Um, and so that has made us really venture out into these brand almost like collabs with other creators. Uh, we worked with Rod and Chris Olson, who honestly just wanted to fun, like create fun content. And our whole like delivery is like, if you've been told by a brand that you can't do X, Y, and Z, like just come do it with us. Like if you've been told you can't use an audio, like we'll figure it out, do it with us and we'll just have fun with it. And our like number one rule is like, for the love of God, never say download Duolingo. Like just don't say anything. Just like, <laughs> right. We don't use that Exactly. Word. Do not. Mm-mm. Like, here's Duo. Here's like kind of like our headquarters, like background, do whatever. Let us know if you need any props or anything. Go have fun. Do what you do best. And I think that empowers creators to have their own creative freedom to create content that they're actually known for and good at doing. And that actually like ends up resulting in app downloads anyway. So it's almost like this counterintuitive way of advertising. But it's just a lot of people struggle to get over that hump of like, you don't need to say, do this, or you don't need a call to action for every single video mm-hmm. you do. You can just put content yeah. out there. And for us, it's like, we've been working with like literally a $0 budget, an iPhone, and a crusty owl suit. Like that is what we do. And, <laughs> Not a crusty owl. and so like, I feel like having that though is like, when we don't have that budget either that we're asking for, there's also not this pressure to get app downloads and X, Y, Z. So I think a lot of it was like repivoting this mindset. Um, but this is not answering the question you asked at all. So let me. No, it is. I, okay. feel, I feel like it is. <laughs> okay. Let me, let me segue. Um, um, you know popcorn? <laughs> okay. So I'm going to use your transition though. Popcorn means entertainment and entertainment means creators. Um, so we're actually, um, <laughs> we're actually planning to have like a creator day where we just, Spotify's done this, other brands have done this as well, but the way that Duo sees it is we just want to bring creators out and we have this concept called learners first, which means we always put our learners first and their experiences first. But for our creator day, we're calling it creators first. And it's all about like just celebrating what creators do because it is a lot of work and no one really appreciates and understands it. Like I'm sure a lot of creators have gotten like 10 revisions by a brand to like redo this and redo that and fix this. And it's tiring. It's exhausting. And it's really underappreciated because people think you're just like filming a video on TikTok and that's it. And I feel like we understand that a lot, especially coming from a brand point of view, because like Duo has been our creator. So we go through that same crap of like, all right, we need to think of like a new idea and we need to make it engaging and we need to make an impact with it. So this whole creator's first creator day will just be an opportunity for them to at the most, maybe create viral content with Duo. Like they have the access to our suit and the access to everything around us. But at the very least, just get a nice trip out to Pittsburgh, enjoy our headquarters, be celebrated for a couple of days, get some free swag and just like see see what it is from the brand side and like get exposure to that. And I think for them, that's important because they can learn more like what brands want, what brands are looking for. And then for us, it's important because we're establishing these long-term relationships with creators to just like have fun, entertain and create great and engaging content. And of course, like we're also paying them a stipend and all that stuff because they should be paid for their work. Um, but it's just this, it's this circle. It's just a circle of like mutual creator appreciation. And for me, I would rather do that. Like that makes more impact as a social strategy than like maybe like doing an influencer campaign at this time. And I feel like you, you touched on so many good things. Like, first of all, like the whole, like just shooting content on your phone. Like if like a lot of times, a lot of, especially if it's somebody who's like has working with a small team or just starting out doing their own solo business, they're like, oh, I would create such and such video, but I don't have a Nikon or I don't have a ring light. I don't have this and stuff. And I feel like a lot of people get bogged down in it, being caught up in like all the stuff they don't have. And majority of their favorite brands and creators are literally just using their phone and natural sunlight or it, like they're not doing like a full blown production. I feel like 
that maybe was a trend like 10 years ago, but now the more authentic and more organic the video or whatever is, like you said, like, and you're not being a thing being like, use code DUO30 for 30% off your first month. Like people just want it. People want stuff they can like relate to. So the more realistic it looks, the better it's going to do organically. Like you don't have to have a full-blown production to do it. And I feel like a lot of us get so bogged down in that we're like, oh, we'll try that, but we don't have the budget for a new camera and a new whatever. It's like, you don't need that. Like like you said, just film on your phone. Right. And like for us, like when we were, when I was launching our TikTok, we were very adamant about like the OKRs, like what we're going to get from this TikTok is about share voice. It's not about app downloads. It's not about conversion. It's not about that. And we have different avenues for all of that stuff, like different marketing campaigns that are meant for that. And getting that buy-in, which was very easy buy-in to get from like the senior leadership team was awesome. And I think, again, that goes back to that culture of like test and learn, iterate, just keep going out there and seeing what you can put out there. And like just that culture of empowering talent to do what they're good at. And I think it's kind of like, it is this like relationship that you have to have from like, cause I know people do expect like, maybe we do want conversions and we do want this, but it's having that candid conversation of maybe this avenue particularly isn't meant for that. And there's other avenues for that. And in the end, intuitively, like, or sorry, counterintuitively actually ended up doing us well with app downloads without even realizing. And I feel like also, like you said, like some processes might just like take longer. So you might not see like that data result at first, but maybe like, I don't know, like right. a month or whatever. Like a lot, a lot of times like people want to see the data and the like KPIs like immediately, but some trends and stuff, it just takes a minute for it to build up. And so like you said, you have to give yourself like that grace and that period of being like, okay, like we're going to try this and like maybe the quick data KPIs that we want to see are through another campaign or something else. Maybe it's not for right here, but that doesn't mean that what we're doing right here is not successful. Right. And like that, that's okay. Like I wish sometimes you could just be like that. That's fine. There's so many other avenues to make money and get app downloads that maybe you just need like good brand awareness through this and that's Mm -hmm. it. But. And speaking of creators, like I, I love Rod and I love Chris as we know, but like, are there any creators, um, that duo or you all would love to like work with? I mean, we obviously know Dua Lipa, but like, do we, what, are there any creators out there that you guys are like, would want to work with or any like partnerships that you all would dream about like collabing with to create like brand videos with? Yeah. I mean, I think we just love people who are kind of chaotic because I think <laughs> that matches Duo's personality. Um, I love like the Titus sisters. Like I think they're super fun, like Erica and Kirsten, but I don't know. Like, I think that would be fun. But again, it's like, is this what Zaria wants or is this what Duolingo wants? So I don't know, like, where we intersect and where we stop. Um, But yeah, I think, honestly, we're just, we just love people who have great energy to bring. I don't think it really matters about their following size. Like, obviously, great if they have cool followers, but also, like, if you're just chaotic and you're fun come join us for more chaos and fun. It's our uh, mantra. Uh, we love we love chaos over here too. Chaos is just, it's the way of life. <laughs> <laughs> but the funny, the funniest video that I think you guys did, like I still quote it like every day, the one where it was, <laughs> of you guys where it's like, you guys still like the headline where it's like, duo got a, no, a big job or a no job or whatever. It's like, duo, what's your real world? <laughs> I love I know. that video. So do you want to know the story behind Please. that? So this, so the story behind that is Duo the mascot does not fit through traditional doors. He is a little bit chonky. But what does stick out when you're pushing him through a door is his beak. So when the beak gets stuck in the door enough, it starts to rip off a little bit. So what, ha- what was happening is that Duo's beak was falling off. And we were like, like literally, like, what do you do with a bird without oh a beak? So luckily, one of our employees at Duo loves to sew, and she was sewing up his nose. And I'm like, this is content. <laughs> Everything is content. And it just it just made so much sense. Like, he's like a material girl. Material gowl. Owl. Girl owl. Dead. Thank no. you. <laughs> Thank you. Um, but so that was happening. So we're like, all right, let's just like film content. We'll have fun with it. But the issue is, is like, we are still in a solid like workplace. And, like, there are still people around us and, like, people have work, so not everyone could have helped us with the video. I don't know why they don't prioritize it. It's fine. <laughs> um, so the person who was in the suit was actually, like, screaming stuff to, like, make it sound like paparazzi was, like, around us because he was, like, 
duo, duo, duo. And then I, out of nowhere, I just ad lib and I just screamed, material girl. And then it just, <laughs> and that was it. And that was the video. And we're like, send. This is cool. Oh and that's just, yeah. And that's just how that video was made. So there's a lot of funny stories. Like I wish I had, I wish I had Be Real back then so I could show like all the BTS behind like what is actually happening in all of these videos. And like each story has like, each video has a funny story like this that I could tell you like, and it's, it's, it's just really fun. No, like that, that was my, no, I literally watched when it dropped. I literally watched that like at least 13 times and like sent it to everybody. And I was just in tears. I was crying. The video is so funny. Like, I have it. I'm just waiting. Love and to also, hear it. Like, now that we have the new bear, I don't know if the bear is like new, new, but now that we have the bear, like, right. are we, are we going to have like battles? Are they going to be nemeses? Like, what's the deal with the new bear? I don't know. It's, it's open. It's open. We're, we're building the sitcom out of what the next step is. Um, but yeah, we have, we have an emo girl, Lily. She's also like a character in our app, but like, she's just super emo and hates everything and everyone. So we're like, there's something here. There's content to be made. So TBD. Uh, we need it. Uh, we love it. It was never a phase. It was never a phase. <laughs> it was never a phase. We love it emo. We love it emo girl. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Oh, but to our last point, do you have any advice for like brands who are looking to kind of take that approach? Because now talking to you, you're like the second person who said like our, we never try to promote our stuff in what we do. Um, because there was like a panel at VidCon that I remember that with these different artists and one of the uh, artists on this, she's very like popular on TikTok and whatever. And she was like, just so you all know, I never promote my music in any of my videos. I'm doing the dances. I'm doing the trends. I'm creating the content. And then like through that, you all will just like come to my page and then be like, oh, she's a musician. And then go from there. And she's like, yeah, my labels never asked me to like be in there and be like, oh, new single coming July 21st, like, download it now. Like, she's like, I just make the funny videos. So, like, do you have any advice for people who are like, oh, we don't need to put our code in every video? <laughs> yeah, I think just, like, trust your gut on what's funny, like, what you would, as a consumer, want to watch when you're scrolling on your For You page. And I think a lot of marketers, if we're being honest with ourselves, and I also fall victim to this, like, if it's not like I would scroll past this, if it wasn't my content, you know what I mean? Like if I saw some content by like someone else on my for you page and it was like, I just would, I would scroll past it. Like you need to make sure like you're doing that internal gut check with yourself. Like if you were a consumer watching this, would this actually be engaging to you? And like, that's kind of the litmus test we have at duo. And if it's not engaging, we cut it. Like we don't post it because we know it, it's not what we're meant to be doing here. Um, so that that's kind of like a quick litmus test that I use for people who might be, skeptical about steer, steering away from using promo codes and stuff like that. And I think also like our point earlier, like trusting your team. So like if you have interns or people who are on your team where you're like, oh, we want to reach their audience, like to fully just like trust them and trust that they know yeah. what they're doing. Cause I'm now, I feel like I'm now seeing more and more brands like have their like interns or whatever, or like younger employees, like kind of more taking control and like doing it. And it's, and it's funny, and we get it, and I feel like, okay, like, if you all just do that more and let them talk to their audiences and let them, whatever, like, it's going to come across. You don't need, we don't need five people approving whatever. Just let them do it. If it, whatever, if it flops, it flops. If it does well, it does well. Like, just let, just let it be. So don't get bogged down to the approval process. <laughs> it's like this meme I saw this morning that was like. Absolutely. There was a meme I saw this morning that was like. Little Miss never, I was like, Little Miss, uh, Miss has social trends because she doesn't get approval. <laughs> it was just like, that's so true. Like, a lot of times, like, people miss, like, we get so bogged down in the approval process where we'll miss trends and we'll miss whatever to right. be a part of the conversation because we get so bogged down in it. <laughs> yeah, it's it's wild. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to think of, like, a fun way to end. What's one trend right now? that or a song it could be like a trending song or tiktok creator that you're living on tiktok right now okay there's this one audio that's like it's like a sad song and then it's like insert cash out payment yes! now the, the atm one 
I don't even, I should know what song, I don't even remember what song it was that it begins with, but it's like, I just love, (laughs) uh, yeah, it's like, I just find, I find like these funny remixes of like things that are like so basic, like our ATM sound and making this whole song that become trends. I think those are my favorite. That's what I look for. 100%. That one stuff is like insert cash or select payment type. Yeah. I love that word. Like I've seen so many of them do that Like, I'm like, "Ah, I need to do that. Um, But sorry. Thank you so much. Wow, how great was this episode? If you were like me, you probably took a lot of notes and have a lot of questions and comments. So if you do, feel free to add us at Adweek across Twitter, Instagram, all the social medias. And we'd love to hear from you all. And feel free to give us a rating on Apple Podcasts. That always helps us. And we can't wait to hear from you all and see you in the next episode. So bye, everybody. Thank you for listening to Young Influentials, part of the Adweek Podcast Network and ACAS Creator Network. This podcast was produced by Al Manorino, executive produced by Chris Aarons, and edited by Lane McGibney at Bountwell Studios. You can listen and subscribe to all Adweek's podcasts by visiting adweek.com slash podcasts. Stay updated on all things Adweek Podcast Network by following us on Twitter at Adweek Podcast. And if you have a question or suggestion for the show, send us an email at podcast at adweek.com. Hey there, are you ready to elevate your personal brand or company? Meet Viral Growth, your one-stop shop for video content and audience building. Imagine growing your brand organically on social media without the hassle of editing videos for hours. With Viral Growth, it's a breeze. They handle the brainstorming, scripting, and editing while you simply just hit record. And don't worry about your niche. They cater to everyone, from business and marketing to health and wellness. Are you ready to make waves in the social media realm? Visit viralgrowth.io and use code ADWEEK, that's A-D-W-E-E-K, all lowercase, and get 10% off your plan. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.